Welcome to the 15 past 15 podcast. My name is Martin Diesenberry and I teach history at the University of Zurich in Switzerland. Together with my colleague Birgit Tremelwerner, we're going to use this podcast to explore the theme of uses of the past. We'd like to begin with a word about the title of our podcast. I first came to live in Switzerland in early 2015. I remember that when I arrived, there was a huge banner hanging down from the tower of the Landesmuseum, that's the imposing 19th century building of the Swiss National Museum that you see on your left as you come out of Zurich's main train station. The banner simply said 15, and then underneath it, another 15. As I quickly came to discover, the date 1515 referred to the Battle of Marignano. This was a conflict between the Swiss Confederacy and France, in which the Swiss were defeated. Except that 1515 signalled more than simply a military defeat. In the subsequent five centuries, the date has come to stand for something bigger. Depending on whom you asked in 2015, that something bigger included the emergence of the Swiss Reformation. It also included the end of Swiss military aggression and the beginning of Swiss neutrality. In some ways, therefore, 1515 stood for the birth of modern Switzerland as we know it today. Indeed, that was the significance of the temporal marker 1515. What was on exhibit at the Landesmuseum was not just the past, but implicitly a set of debates about what the past meant to Swiss people's understanding of themselves. 1515 may have been a particular moment in time, but the date also conjures up an image of how the past is constructed. It speaks, more generally, to the ways in which the uses and abuses of the past still form the daily fabric of our lives today, here in Switzerland and in societies across the world. Hello, my name is Birgit Tremmer-Werner. Now, Martin's students will be the first to tell you that he's no expert on Swiss history, and nor am I. Like many of our colleagues who will be contributing to this podcast, our interests lie in East Asia. But East Asia, though less familiar to our students than European history, raises many similar themes when it comes to the making of the past. In these first podcasts, we want to explore what people meant and mean when they talk about the past in East Asia. Who, for example, are the people who make history in East Asia? Where were they trained? How did they come to understand a European concept, history, which was in some ways alien to East Asian ways of making sense of the past? What were the institutions they used and founded in order to talk about the past? The universities, for example, or the museums, or even the flags? These are big questions and we could spend many hours discussing them. Indeed, Martin and I have, along with our colleagues on a joint research project called East Asian Uses of the European Past. This is a three-year project which has been funded by the Humanities in the European Research Area Funding Agency. But we hasten to add that we won't be discussing the theme of uses of the past for hours on end. Our podcasts have been conceived with an eye firmly on the clock. And indeed, the clock is one example of how even basic temporal markers, though apparently universal, are in fact dependent on cultural and historical context. As a Brit living in Switzerland, one adjustment I had to make in my daily life was to using the 24-hour clock. For me, 1515 quickly came to signify quarter past three in the afternoon. If I were American, I'd probably say a quarter after three. In a German university setting, we talk about the academic quarter. 3.15, 15.15, a quarter after, a quarter past. Even our most basic language for measuring the past differs according to history and culture. And that's before we consider that the Gregorian calendar isn't even the official calendar in, say, Japan. Today, in 2019, 
we are in the 31st year of the Heisei era and the new era will begin with the accession of a new male emperor in May. As for 1515, that was known in Japan as the 12th year of Esho and in Ming China as year 10 of Zhongde. Space, time, institutions, practices, gender, history itself. These are challenging concepts, but we're going to do something a bit unusual for historians and try to talk about them in a disciplined, time-limited way. For 15 minutes, in fact. Yes, at a quarter past the hour, more or less. We shall stop recording and start posting our podcasts. And for that, we say thank you to Dave Reifel, Francesco Fallone and Moritz Feichtinger, who have made this possible. So enjoy our interviews with our friends and colleagues. And if you want to find out more, please visit our project website on upodes.org. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening.